Hey guys, what is up? Happy new moon in Aries. I am so stoked that you guys have loved the podcast so far. So I feel like I'm also going to incorporate doing um, just little audio messages in with the newsletter as well. I just felt really called to kind of present in this way instead of typing everything else. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So how are you guys feeling today? I kind of woke up and just felt refreshed like maybe like a like a sense of like acceptance of like okay like this is kind of the new normal that we're dealing with like so what are we gonna do with it um and then also like really really grateful um but this could also be just because the last couple of days like the last week or so it's been just rainy and dark and like normally I like that weather but I think with everything going on, it just kind of made all the feelings worse. But then today the sun popped out and was like, hey, it's me. What's good? Does it feel like spring? It feels like spring. Um, so that's been really, really nice. Um, so yeah, let's get into this new moon in Aries. What do we need to know about the new moon in Aries? All of the fun ideas, correspondences, etc. Um, if you did not get a chance to listen to the podcast, I brought up the fact that tonight... Um, after sunset, you can actually, if you are in a place where you can see like the stars and all that, you can also see Venus who is making a special appearance. So be on the lookout for that. If you are looking for like a nice little new moon activity that you can do. Um, yeah, that seems really fun. I mean, it's not the moon, but it's still, <laughs> it's still space. It's still really, really cool. Okay. But no, really. The new moon in Aries, when we think about the new moon, we think about Aries. Aries is the beginning of the zodiac. Aries is here and he's like, what's good? I'm ready to run. I'm ready to get the groundwork going. Like, let's go. And I think that's like a really nice energy to have after, you know, the monsoon that was Pisces season. And I feel like you know, we are in Aries season now with this new moon and now it's kind of just like, okay, new beginnings. But how do we handle new beginnings when you're not really getting the beginning you thought you were going to get or it's not like you have to adapt to what you're given or use the tools that you're given. And I think that this new moon is all about raising this resourcefulness, raising this inner strength and endurance and really being like, you know, who are you during a crisis? and go from there, you know, instead of trying to spend energy and work and exerting things on like changing, um, or shoulda, coulda, woulda or whatever, like really work with what you have. And I think focusing your intentions on yourself right now will just automatically attract the things that you're trying to set intentions for, you know, like normally for new moon intentions or like um, Numenia, if you celebrate that, you know, you're all like, I want to do this, this, and that. And you have your little laundry list of like all these external things. But I really feel like this new moon is like, no, like kindle this fire first, because you are going to need to pick up the baton and really just be out here. So what can you do for yourself to feed that fire? And I think setting the intention to, find out what those things could be will really, really help you in the long run. Um, I am going to look and see. I took some notes as always. And it's so interesting, like, having to... Because I normally do content 
months and not months in advance like a month or two in advance and like having to sit through and be like okay like we're keeping this we're not keeping this okay that's fine has been like really really interesting but um I'm looking over and normally we're when we think of Aries they they're normally like really hot-headed people or people who just want to like rush 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 go 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 and like one of the main things of this new moon like a downside of it is like not trying to rush the process not trying to spiritually bypass this process and you know not skipping over steps because you're just kind of like in this frantic state of mind um or like trying to hurry through things like really really like sit with um all of this and sit with yourself you know right now we are really getting to know ourselves. And if being, like, when I say, like, sit with yourself, if embodiment practices are not for you just because of, like, anxiety or trauma, that's not what I mean. You can sit with yourself by, like, treating yourself to a really good bowl of cereal. I did that this morning, and it low-key made my day because I normally don't eat cereal, like, sugary cereal. Like, I'm, I love sugary cereal, but I don't really allow myself to have it. I'm very much like a... I don't want to say boring, but I have set meals that I like to have and sugary cereals is not on that list, but I had some today cause I was like, you know what? Cinnamon toast crunch. We're doing it. And it was thoroughly enjoyable. But anyway, um, some things that you can do for this new moon, if you are wanting to do any, um, like spell work or intention settings, like I was saying is stuff to like, how can you gain confidence? How can you learn new things? How can you learn to control your emotions or make and transmute those emotions so that they work for you? Um, you can start a new project. You can, you know, um, really just be down. Like right now we are kind of in these deep, deep trenches. And so like, how can you make the best out of your experience? I feel like is really a really good attitude to also kind of have going into this year because you know Aries season is like the real real start of the year and so really just being like you know what I don't really have control over where this is going right now but how can I make the best of this experience I feel like is a really good foot to um walk on <laughs> um and in terms of tarot and other correspondences the tarot card for this moon is the Emperor card. Emperor is uh, the card of Aries. That's really the only one that I would focus on. I mean, if you go through the full moon, I want to say it was full, whatever the last full moon is. Maybe it was a full moon in Pisces. I really don't know. Like, I feel like I just kind of spaced out on what the last full moon is. But if you go on the newsletter and you look at the guide or no it was the full moon in virgo that's what it was full moon in virgo if you look at that guide i did a whole um correspondence list for like the tarot and how you can work with them i still think like doing that work is still very important and basically i'll just give you like a nice little summary but by the way uh having access to those kinds of like in-depth guides is a benefit of being a paying coven subscriber so, you know, you get deep, deep dives into the different moon cycles and how to work with them, different correspondence, etc. But right now we're talking about the new moon in Aries and that tarot stuff. So 
if you a basic practice that you can do is you know look at what the correspondences are for the sign so like right now we're talking about Aries and that's the Emperor card and so you can write down immediately what this card feels like for you what it's bringing up for you and then you know take a look at the positive things take a look at the negative things and really see like and explore why that is if you are wanting to summon a little bit more confidence and a little bit more um just control over your sovereignty you can put it on your altar and really work with that energy you can do a path working with the card and a path working is kind of where you it's kind of like a more in-depth trance meditation type situation where you sit with a card and you look at the imagery and you kind of immerse yourself into the card so maybe you imagine yourself stepping into the card and then you're walking up to the emperor what is the emperor telling you? What advice do they have for you? What are they sending you forth to do? If you, I think a really cool exercise would be to, if you are immersing yourself into the card and you're going to go talk to the emperor, you know, what orders is he giving you as the warrior, as you, you know, being that Aries warrior archetype? What are your, what are your orders? What is your assignment? Um, and you can make a whole ritual out of it, you know, get some candles, some incense, some quiet time, maybe some music in the background, like a, meditation music or like some drumming or something whatever works for you and you can really like fully immerse yourself in it you know imagine what does it smell like what does it taste like what do you hear what do you see um and then go forth from there and then jot down um what you remember what you think that these things are and a lot of times some of the imagery that our mind creates you know, won't make sense now, but it might make sense later into the moon cycle, which I always think is so, so, so interesting. Um, and so you can do that if you have, if you are, you know, a polytheist or you work with a warrior god or a warrior archetype that you can, you know, maybe you associate with an emperor archetype, you can work with them on this full moon or not full moon, new moon, um, and really go from there. Some crystals that you could work with, um, this new moon black obsidian which is a really kind of like grounding but also protective stone or black tourmaline i feel like they both have a different energy like black tourmaline is more so like everyone get away from me like i'm not trying to talk to no one i keep the strap on me whereas black obsidian is like stay away from me but i'm also going to like investigate like what are you doing here why are you here you know like black obsidian wants to know the tea whereas black tourmaline is like i don't give a fuck get the fuck away from me you know um and then we also have red jasper which is a really really great fiery stone and i like to work with that stone in meditations where you know, I'm trying to drive up passion. I'm trying to drive up endurance. I'm really trying to like get things going. Um, carnelian is also a really great stone for that as well. Um, I'm gonna put citrine here. I know a lot of people have like a love hate with it because really it's just like a heated amethyst apparently, but I've worked with citrine and she's all right. Like, I don't, I don't know. I personally, the citrine that I have, I like it, so I'm going to list it here. Um, you could work with citrine. Citrine is also good for drawing in money, which that's kind of a thing that we are all really worried about right now. Um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of what another one is 
Um, selenite, that's the last one. Selenite is a really good stone to kind of clear away things as well. Oh my God, I am so sorry. My neighbors are fucking obnoxious. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Selenite, there we go. Selenite is really, really good to like clear away any ground, but also like, you know how a lot of meditations will talk about envision a white light? That's for me like selenite. Like you could just take like a selenite wand or a selenite pyramid and just be like, this is a body scan and we are clearing away. But we're also like um, trying to figure out things. Like if you are looking for, you know, what area of you needs attention. I feel like selenite really brings that to the attention, to your attention as well. And then of course, good old clear quartz. Clear quartz is so multi-purpose. I have one that I found, I really don't even remember where I got it. I wanna say from like a fair or something, but I also might've got it at a store. I really, I don't know where I got it. All I know is like, it's just, perfect for meditation like when I hold it there's like a place to put my thumb like and I've had it for years and it's just been a very very loyal companion and people call clear quartz basic but she's loyal um and so I like it those are my crystal recommendations as always, make sure you are getting your crystals from ethical places. Oh my gosh, if you hear, I tr I'm trying to, I don't have my typical podcast set up, so I'm really just trying to work with what I have, but I can just already feel like there's background noise and I'm so, so sorry. Um, but like I was saying, make sure you get your place, your crystals from ethical places um, if you can. Um, I also feel like, you know, I make these crystal recommendations because these are the crystals that I work with. Um, but if you have crystals already, like let's say, I don't know, a couple of Christmases ago, like your grandmother got you a crystal collection or, or if you're a kid of the nineties and you got a fucking rock collection that has crystals in them and that's been sitting in your closet, bitch, bust that out because like there's no need to go out and buy crystals if you already have crystals look up the properties of the crystals that you already own um and then work from there you know if you I feel like when you work with what you already have you can build relationships with them and um so like you know I recommend black obsidian a lot of times over black tourmaline because I feel like black tourmaline is just a little bit aggressive for me but I would have never found that out if I would have just listened to like blanket recommendations from Black Tourmaline, you know what I mean? So um, doing stuff like that or working with orange calcite um, is another good one in place of like carnelian. And it's so funny because for the longest time I really thought my orange calcite was carnelian. And then I realized one day I was like, wait, this is calcite. But calcite, calcite's that bitch, you know? So again, work with what you have if you don't have any crystals that is a-okay we are about to talk about herbs and i'm trying to recommend things that you can just find in your kitchen pantry weirdly enough i've challenged myself to really just work with um really really accessible herbs and i've been finding it really really helpful because i feel like there's not a lot of pressure of like you get some 
other like super super expensive herb and you're like okay well I don't want to waste it or I don't want to experiment because you know I spent this amount of money or you know who knows I'm gonna be able to order it again and it's just like you know what me and good old rosemary we're good to go there's an abundance of her like let's you know let's try this tincture let's try this floor wash or whatever so this aries new moon um i would recommend yarrow i feel like yarrow is just a very comforting herb but it also isn't comforting to the most where it wants to like smother your fire i feel like it's just very supportive of that fire and brings you like comfort to keep going um also rosemary is a really good cleanser right now i've really been liking rosemary thyme basil bay because they're all so multifaceted like you can use it to cleanse or banish something you can also use all of those to bring in prosperity you can also use those to just um just evoke like a nice like vibe um and i really like using those groups of herbs and i'll say them one more time um rosemary thyme basil and bay i personally like to make oils from them floor washes and baths i feel like they really lend themselves to those as well as uh bay for uh like making them into smoke cleanses but also burning bay leaves for your intentions are also really great. And that I feel like that's like a whole nother uh, topic that we'll get into later. Maybe I'll make that like a special thing that we talk about. Um, I've also been loving clove. Like if you make a blend of clove and rosemary and rose water in like a, a floor wash. Not like the whole thing. Okay, I should probably say how much. You make your floor wash with like water, like regular water, spring water, whatever. And then you add clove, you add a little bit of rosemary, and you add like, I don't know, a, not like a sprinkle, like a little, just a little, a little, like a, a little pour through of rosemary or of rose water. That makes an excellent floor wash, but also like a cleansing water situation like you can cleanse your altar with it you can put it on yourself um I wouldn't bathe in it but I would just like if you just want a little like refresher I find that that has been working really really well and of course you know you either you set intentions for the herbs you pray over the herbs and all that you use your magical intent but um yeah using it as a floor wash using it to wash your windows like I feel like using that to wash things and then once you wash it you set your intention with it I found really great but also if you are in a place where you can smoke cleanse making an incense of the rosemary and clove has been really, really great and I feel like there are some um, medicinal properties that I don't remember them and that I'm probably not qualified to list. But I know that there are some. Uh, maybe I'll include it in like the notes below. I'm so sorry you can hear my dog. But I wanted to get this up. You know what? I've given all this advice about like accepting where you're at. We are accepting that there is a dog barking in the background. Um, okay, so we talked about crystals, we talked about herbs, um, in terms of, ooh, in terms of candle workings, I feel like making a sigil for yourself, something to represent yourself, like, you know how you see those memes where they're like, if you are, okay, I'm back, so, 
Anyways, um, making a sigil for yourself, um, you can do this by, there's a whole bunch of different ways. <laughs> um, you can just look up how to make a sigil, but, um, using that and then putting that on the candle and then you can burn the candle every single morning, like in your meditation, like really, I personally would come up with an invocation for myself. So what would, if you look up invocations for different goddesses, different beings or whatever, you know, there's certain things that you say. So what would you say if somebody was doing that for you? And then each morning you would say that for yourself. So that way you're summoning up the things that you're wanting, the things that you were wanting to empower. You could be really, really mythical with it, or you could be, you know, really chill. But you know me, I like to be extra as fuck. So for an example, you could be like, um... I summon forth, uh, I summon forth Aurora, the white wolf, an illuminated serpent. I call forth my powers of being resilient, of being strong and embodied in my body. I call forth the power of being able to see through illusions and to be able to find solutions instead. I call forth being a loving presence in this world to help others and spread the light of illumination throughout the land. You know, like something like that. I don't know. I just kind of came up with that. <laughs> but whatever suits you, you can do that. And then each morning, you know, you look at your sigil, you light the candle, you call the day. And I think that like really sets the tone because you're like, okay, I can do this. Like sometimes like just talking, um, especially if you are somebody who's like a Gemini or if, if you're an air sign or you have like an air Mercury, sometimes you really just need like an outlet to like talk and embody, like you can really speak things into existence. And I think doing stuff like that is really, really helpful. And I think doing that from this new moon to the full moon and seeing like what you can manifest would be really, really great. You can also dress your candle. If you are somebody who does that, you can dress it one with either simple olive oil. Um, you can use like roses, cinnamon, coffee. Um, roses is, you know, just to embody just love, positivity, sensuality, um, abundance. Um, coffee just speeds things up. I always add coffee to things because I feel like it's, maybe it's just because of my love of coffee, but to me, I feel like coffee is really great for candle work. Um, and then what was the other one that I said? Cinnamon. Cinnamon is just like a nice spicy feel. It's good for prosperity, for protection. Um, you could also add basil, which is really good for money. Um, you can add clove for a sense of home and hearth. You can add, um, oh, also I want to talk about, when I talk about herbs, if you are somewhere where like you can't necessarily go to a grocery store and get spices or whatever, but, or like all the spices you have seem to be blends, look at what is in the blends of the herbs. So let's say you're looking for like Italian seasoning is like the only thing you have. Italian seasoning is typically sage, basil, bay, and, um, marajan. I think that's how you say that word. I don't know. Anyway that and look at the prosperity